What is up, guys? Motorcycle Dad with Tito here. Hope everybody had a good weekend, good productive Monday. It's the beginning of the week, yada, yada, yada. It is Taco Tuesday. If you're in the Las Vegas area, make sure you go holler at Ghost, Allen, and Tony over to Leatherneck Club for Taco Tuesday. Um, they, they do a banging Taco Tuesday. I think one of the best ones in town. I mean, if you're talking about like outside of the strip, good fashion, local Las Vegas straight up i love the place so unfortunately i won't be here today because i got uh, be there today because i got family plans but you know i always got mad love and respect for everybody down at the leatherneck club they always take care of me and i love those guys if you're in las vegas please go check them out in China, uh, chinatown okay they're down off of spring mountain in arville next to american shooters so getting into it it is tuesday it is indians unveiling of the new challenger with their new power plant Okay, Um, I'm looking at the articles here. Everybody's pretty much raging about it. I mean, I was seeing a lot of stuff on the Internet while a lot of people were hating on it because they're like, oh, it's like Harley was like, yeah, you can copy off my homework. Just cheat a little bit. But I got to say that uh, I think Indian's doing something different besides the fixed fairing. Like Harley didn't have the market on fixed fairing. I think a cow was the first one that ever had a fucking fixed fairing on it. So. They don't stake claim to that. They just have been taking the biggest advantage of it in the cruiser market, especially Big Twin. But I'll be honest with you guys, looking at this Challenger, it looks like what the Road Glide should have been after the hiatus. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's a fair assessment. It should have been after the hiatus because remember... When they went to 2014, Harley took a break because they're trying to figure out all how to fit all that crap into the fairing <laughs> and make it work. Whereas looking at Indian's version of it, I think they made it work. They, to me, it looks it looks modern. It's clean. It's a, a liquid cool V twin, big twin at that. Which you know, I'm like, well, why hasn't anybody done that so far? Especially with Indians having problems with their on their thunderstrokes with the heating problem. Uh. It's pretty cool. Of course, it is a new year, so I'm always skeptical. I always want to say, because you look at what's happening like the double R and what happened when Harley first came out with the Milwaukee 8. To me, this first six months is going to tell the tape on how it holds up. If it has a couple recalls that are minor, not a big deal. If it's like some stuff like Harley had with like a clutch O-ring recall or something stupid like that, then yeah, they're going to have problems. Um, price point is around the same as the Rogue Glide. Starting uh roguelot, I want to say is starting at 20 21699 for a basic vivid black that doesn't have anything on it. It's 21,699, which I'm telling you right now, very rarely will you guys see those at a Harley dealer because they auto ship a lot of times to if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. Those guys really don't have much of a say so. They can kind of pick some colors and some, but Harley just ships the stuff to them. So um more than likely, you're going to be looking at models on the floors in the 26 range up to the 30 range, like most of the Rogue Glides already are. Um, same thing. It's starting off the regular one. The regular version of this is starting off at just 21, 21.7. They're saying 20. Yeah, tw- actually 21.999 for your basic model. For the Challenger Dark Horse, which is going to be the all blacked out, everything murdered out, which looks actually looks fucking sick. It's going to be twenty seven thousand four hundred ninety nine. And then respectively. And also they're going to have a like the uh, let me see the Challenger Limited 
for $27,999, which at that point, when you're talking about accoutrements and features in the Harley roguelite side of the game, you're now in the 30s easily. Um, and you're getting up there, you're creeping up there. So you're looking at, uh, here it is, you can get a 107 or 114 uh, M8 in your Harley. And this Challenger is coming with a 108 that is fully liquid cooled. It's putting out, like I was telling you guys before, spec wise, we're looking at 120, 128 horsepower and 122 foot pounds of torque. With the Harley 107, you're just breaking 100. You're around the 101 area and foot pounds of torque, you're looking at 111 foot pounds of torque. So performance base already, the Indian's beating it. Um, the Challenger also, it's got inverted forks and that Fox uh, suspension, mono mounted shock, which I'm gonna tell you right now, suspension wise, I'm telling you the, the Challenger is ahead of the Harley. It is. And if you're a Harley guy, come argue at me, okay? You know, the Popeye shock system, I think is, and, and of course you're trying to talk about your catering suspension to the mass public, okay? So not everybody's gonna fit in the, what the stock setup parameters are. They're either gonna be too light or in most cases for American cut, they're gonna be too heavy, okay? So that being said, in all fairness, that's a hard challenging thing, but I think Indians got it because with that Fox race, Fox racing suspension, mono-mounted rear shock, it's a high pressure shock, which was better than the air ride suspension on the Harley because air ride suspension on Harley, you can go as the biggest, I think it's 50 PSI, whereas these ones are high pressure. So you're going and you got a bigger range from 40 to your 80s PSI or 70, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have a book out in front of me, so I couldn't tell you right off the back, but you're gonna be in that range. It looks clean and it holds true to the Indian tradition. I mean, the front fairing looks clean. The wheel package that comes on it looks clean, blacked out uh, wheels, the, you know, your floating, your floating rotors, brake rotors, and then the fender. I'm so glad for these newer models, uh, especially to appeal to younger guys, they took away that big, heavy fender because that thing was a freaking monster, guys. I'm telling you right now, that thing was a beast. All right, so I'm glad they decided to change that up um, and keep it super clean. The bags are nice. It key keyless ignition, just like the the full setup they have now. Um, I'm looking at the dash. This the 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 dash. The infotainment center is right below where your speedo cluster is, and your speedo cluster is right there with your line of sight. I really like that. I think it's cool. And on top of that, I think that the Indian system is better than the Harley system. Uh, when it comes to the infotainment and its abilities, it's got Brembo just like Harley, except it actually says, you know, they, they straight up have Brembo on there. Like you said, it's got those uh, floating rotors. Those are pretty nice. Getting back to the infotainment center uh, system or whatever they're calling theirs, uh, you know, their radio, their radio system. I don't want to fucking cross swords here with, uh, with Harley. Cause that, I think there's infotainment, but to me, it's a better system. It's easier to work off of for the consumer. I like the screen size is bigger and it just, it just looks clean, man. I mean, I really like this bike. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I'm gonna have to go down to the local Indian dealer, see when they, whenever they get one and try this thing out. Oh, adjustable windshield is one of those things too. I think it's a huge advantage. I just, I don't understand why Harley hasn't done it. Everybody else does it and it's a huge advantage. So let's see what they're what they're going to come back with but so far guys this challenger is exactly what i'm going to call it and you can be mad at me come at me come at me in the dms on, on facebook and instagram please I, I want you to 
it's the Rogue Glide Killer. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it the Rogue Glide Killer. Uh, Rogue Glide's one of their number one selling baggers. I know tons of people. I mean, I think it's the best fairing. I think it's the best fairing big twin bike that Harley makes next to the Rogue King. It's like Rogue Glide and then Rogue King. And it's just because of the, the design and ergonomics of an electric glide, which I own one. So I can tell you. I like the Rogue Glide a lot better. That fixed fairing is a lot better for highway riding. So that's that's going to be my take on it, guys. I think the Challenger, and you know what? I think the next one I'm going to try to get somebody on to interview him and talk to him, and we're going to debate uh, who's going to take the crown. You know, is it going to be the Challenger or is it going to be the Rogue Glide? And so far, just based on numbers, price point, and features and accoutrements and such, uh, the Challenger's winning. So. Harley guys, keep a lookout. When you're talking about bang for your buck, I was just talking about this with uh, a friend of mine the other day. A matter of fact, my, my buddy who's ro- uh, Roadmaster I was working on. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook or not, I was working on my buddy's Roadmaster doing the service on it. And even him, he went Indian because he looked at Harley and price point and features and what he was getting, it just didn't add up for him. So let's see uh let's see how this goes in the days to come and see if we can get some debates going on this and see if we can get some harley riders to ride it and vice versa that's what i want to see and i want to go ride this thing so i'll be on the lookout and when i go get a test ride trust me guys i'll let you know so um big shout out to dagan i really appreciate him in our friendship our partnership him tolerating me always wanting to record <laughs> myself uh, but I have some of the best conversations with him and I hope you guys really enjoy it. So I got myself and Dagan talking about the year of the street fighter and just talking about random bullshit, just like usual. So enjoy guys. We'll be back. Hey guys, this is uh Tito and Dagan here. Say what up Dagan. What's up guys. And, uh, homie was just over the house, just bullshit. And we were just talking about motorcycles and well, uh, now I'm an opportunist, so I'm like, hey, man, you want to record some shit while we talk shit? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Are we best friends? Yup. Yep. Dude, that new Street Fighter, though, from Ducati? Uh, yeah. Uh, can we just say that uh, it takes uh, best Street Fighter of probably the decade, if not of all time? Yo, if everybody starts making money like that, yeah, it Dude, will be. For 30K, yeah, it could be yours too. They're, they're, 30K and your firstborn child. Dude, they're, the, man, their heads would pop. They have so much warranty shit to do, bro. I don't know. They could not take their typical Italian approach with getting How'd shit done on that one. the oil filter end up in the cylinder? No. <laughs> Only yeah. something Ducati could have came up with. Fucking typical Italianos. But... We were just talking about you compare it to 17,000 for the ZH2. Hands down, the best deal of the century. If you're going to talk about a Street Fighter. What about that V2? Like, I I completely blew past the V2 at all. Did you do any research on that? I did. I saw Street Fighter, and that's how I saw in the last episode. I was like, you're the Street Fighter. Oh, shit, man. Y'all going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, at first, when I saw the Street Fighter, I zeroed in on it 100%. Because it was the baddest looking thing I'd ever seen. Squirrel. But then I watched the live press release that Ducati released on their website. The full hour and 20 minutes subtitled, mind you. So I paid attention. (laughs) Um, And by the way, translations do not translate. Uh, (laughs) She get like Tony's translation. 
yeah, he said that fucking thing's okay, and the fucking... <laughs> He's like, it, it'll do. You, you just hit it with a hammer, you know? <laughs> just hit it with... Fuck, hit it with a hammer. No, so um, then I actually watched the whole uh, presentation, and the Panigale V2 is the exact same frame. It's the same suspension. It's the same body panels. It's the exact same bike, down to the electronics. The only difference is, instead of four cylinders, you have two. And the way that they did it was instead of keeping the 959 as their kind of middleweight, kind of everyday sport bike, mm-hmm. they came out with the Panigale V2. It's 155 horsepower. It's 90 foot-pounds. It's a less aggressive seating position, a thicker seat, softer suspension. It's literally the street version of the V4. So a standard V four is two hundred and fifteen. But no, 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 you know why? You know why my, my mouth is open right now because it's like, dude, that's the bike they should be fucking pushing. <laughs> like, no, I know that's their <laughs> bread and butter. That's how they're gonna make their money. It, dude, but that's just like the monster, right? Dude, Harley, you know Harley owned Ducati at one point in time, right? Oh yeah, yeah, way like, way way back in the day. Yeah, that's what it's like. But it is like I kind of put them all in the same boat, and it's like, oh, it kind of makes sense, you know? Like those guys are like, man, they're always getting in trouble, but they're all dumb. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. That's why they're getting in fucking trouble, because they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is, dude. Like, the Monster 620 helped save Ducati. Well, yeah. Now that's, they have the 797. Problem. Same deal. Yeah. Even though for a scrambler, I don't know. Isn't well, it around dude, the same price? The other like big news, besides the Street Fighter V4 and the Panigale V2, is um, the fact that they're paying homage to the old Kajiva adventure bikes and they're coming out with a Ducati Scrambler ADV World Dakar series style bike called the Desert X. Got the same paint job, got the same long travel suspension, no uh, big off-road beak, just all open with that 21-inch wheel in the front and long range like five-gallon gas tank based on the same style air-cooled Ducati V twin that was in the old Kajiva. The Kajiva, dude. Ah, I saw something about this, and I just ignored it. I'm sorry, but that thing's sick. I rode the um, the it's... Scrambler Desert Sled, and just the sound alone was intoxicating. <laughs> I was ripping up and down the dealership. It was hilarious. Man, that looks like if that Royal Enfield Himalayan and I had, and that Royal Enfield <laughs> you had got together. <laughs> no, but, but this is like the the like this is like the plus plus version. Well, this is a nine hundred c uh, eight hundred and eighty something cc air cooled ninety degree V twin. So it is like if two got together, yeah, it fucked. Yeah, pretty much. So you you got eight hundred plus cc V twin makes like a hundred horsepower and seventy foot pounds, something like that. Makes an amazing exhaust note and has ten inches of suspension travel front and rear. Dude. It's just insane. Dude, see, like, this is the shit that I would be fucking, like, I'd be like, yeah, we got a Street Fighter shit's badass, and then do, like, an unveiling at a track. And oh, shut yeah. up. I'm like, bah, 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 and just Dude, going around yeah. the track. Yeah. But this is the shit that I'd be out there, like, like, hey, we set up a course so everybody can ride this. Here, go ride it. Yeah. And hands down, you can do it. You throw some engine guards and some gas tank guards on there and be like, have at it. Well, that's what Royal did this past year at the Ames Expo mm-hmm. when they did all the S&S shit they had been working on for a while. Because me and you, we both knew they were working on S&S stuff on the low. Yeah. They were trying to keep it a secret. 
I was like, dude, everybody fucking knows about it. How's the fucking secret? Anybody that gives a fuck, at least. Yeah. I'm so, still waiting for them to come out with something that has a big old American V-twin in it. <laughs> dude. Well, speaking of V-twins, have you seen that new power plant uh, Polaris is dropping? Uh, no. <gasps> oh, no. This is the Power Plus, bro. Check this out, okay? They're unveiling. It's going to be called the Challenger to pay homage to, like, an old model back in the day, like, in the early beginnings of Indian. Mm-hmm. But the Power Plus, liquid-cooled, fully liquid-cooled V-twin, 128 horsepower, 122 foot-pounds of torque out of the box. In what? And it's going to go in a Rogue Glide copy called the Challenger. It's They're going to drop this motherfucker. From Polaris? From Polaris. Indian. Oh, Indian. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, this is, this is the yeah, I, I, I'd seen this. You, you sent me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that thing's going to be nasty. Yeah. And it's funny because I've seen all these memes popping out where people are like, oh, like, the, oh, the looking over the homework shit with Mr. Bean, like, Harley's sitting there and then Mr. Bean's like, Ugh, and there's like, Harley Davidson, Indian. And they're like, oh, they just copied their homework. I'm like... Yo, copying their homework would be put out of anything over 100 cubic inches and not be 100 fucking horsepower. Yeah. This thing's going to be 128 out of the box with no stage one, no fucking full exhaust, no nothing. No bolt-ons, nothing. And the entire motor's liquid-cooled. Yep. Not just fucking water-cooled hoods. Which is cool because then you can change out compression ratios and all this other stuff and not have to worry about overheating. Now, still, like, oh, 100, uh, sorry, 122 horsepower, 128 foot-pounds of torque, which... I think what's what is it? This, what's the cubic inch on that? <coughs> cubic inch is one hundred eight, seventeen hundred cc's, seventeen sixty nine. Well, dude, you compare that to a Milwaukee eight, which is one hundred seven cubic inches, and it's barely cracking a hundred. It's barely cracking ninety. Yeah, yeah, it's barely cracking. 90. So, so you got a difference of thirty horsepower and like forty foot pounds of torque. The sad part is, it's still gonna be cheaper than a fucking Harley. <laughs> <laughs> but like, at least promise you, buy at least five fucking grand. Yes, are they going to have a model out there that's like, oh, shit, you can get the $30,000 version, but there's that shit always exists. But let me see, Indian Challenger. Yeah, dude. It, it, it's a fixed fairing bagger. Well, the, the part that I liked about Indian is that you put a street glide next to, like, a dark horse. Same exact style of bike. A bat-winged cruiser. And the Indian is like 150 pounds lighter, makes more power, is more comfortable and easier to use, and it's liquid cool. Yeah, it's like they're gonna drop all the full specs on Tuesday when it's unveiled at a press conference. But that's what it's gonna look like, and it does, dude. The front end, the front end looks like it looks like a road glide. It looks like what the road glide should have been. Yeah, that's what the, that's the best way to like if when the roguelike like grew up if you, you look got at the trail on the front and that, start going to the gym on the regular basis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the front end like the um the trail on that no but look it comes is, inverted forks well that's the thing that's what i'm saying is that instead of it being raked out on a standard fork so giving you shitty uh turning radius on tight circles and stuff it's actually pretty much like a sport bike yeah. In, inverted fork, really short, not raked out. Oh. So you're handling on this and a monoshock in the rear. I guarantee you the stunt community will use the shit out of this. Well, dude. That, oh, I got something on the stunt community shit. I want to ask you about something. But going on this, like, because I was working on my buddy's bike last night, his Roadmaster. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That was what I was posting all those pictures about. And, dude, that's a big bitch, dude. It's, oh, yeah. It's got the Harley by, like, 20 pounds. Only by 20. But the wheelbase is bigger. It's just a big bitch, dude. It's, got, <laughs> it's like, damn, this ain't Chinese pop metal. This is real metal right here. Yeah. Like, you're going to like, clunk, 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 clunk. Like, dude, it's a beast. Yeah, that's... But that, they did the right thing with that fucking mono-mounted shot, which is why Harley's doing it now in all their soft tail models. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... It's it's a solid setup, dude, for that kind of bike. And dude, well, not only that, it's a high pressure rear shock. There, there, there's no death wobble. There's no having to make sure that your air ride is correct on either side. There's none of that shit. You just you put a a really nice mono shock on it, and you don't even have to worry about it. Well, it just works. You know who makes the the suspension for that? That's a fox. That's a fox uh, shock mono mounted shock in there. In the Indian? In the fucking Indian since day one, bro. Because I remember when Eagle Rider first got those things. We were looking at, like, I remember the first time I we went to do a tire change. Yeah, yeah. You take out one of the side bolts on the side subframe, okay? And it tells you to do this in the manual. You take this one bolt out. You screw it into this pin. You take the C-clip out. Jack the bike up a little bit to take, you know, some of the pressure off of it. Yeah, yeah. And you pull this big-ass, dude, it's a big-ass pin about, like, half, about three-quarters of an inch. Yeah, yeah. Steel fucking pin you pull out, and it fucking drops the whole swing arm so you can do the tire. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, and it and it's you look in that bitch. It's a fucking fox. You look under your seat. It says fox, fox suspension, right on the fucking Dude, shock. That's beautiful. And those shocks are high pressure, so you could put like forty. You could actually put forty psi in them. Well, the F- nice fifty psi. Well, the more nice, than that, like eighty. The nice part about a uh, fox rear end is you can just undo the cartridge, do a cartridge, and spring for uh, set in the front, and boom, you got sport bike suspension on your bagger. You know what it reminds me? Of? It reminds me of like high school. Harley is that jock that was like, nah, man, I don't have to worry about him. He's never going to be a threat. He just kept drinking beer and drinking his <laughs> fucking getting lazy. Shows up 10 years and, later. And with like, showed up, yeah, it shows up to a 10-year high school reunion. He's like, man, I'm ready to do this. And then fucking here it is. Little old Indian showed up, Polaris. Yeah. It's like, he, oh, he, hey, he's the average-looking dude in school. Yo, I'm living in New York City now. I got a loft apartment. Yeah. We're Wall Street. I yeah, got dude. buff. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got a Roth IRA and dude, my retirement's on lock. Dude. And this dude's still chilling in the same hometown. Well, yeah, yeah, no, man. We're still doing cool shit out here. We're racing uh grand <laughs> trans abs and shit. I'm racing my dad's Chevy. Like <laughs> But dude, that's what it seems like because it's like every time I see something out of Indian they're doing something to step the game up, like when they change their infotainment system on the Roadmaster. Oh, yeah. Because it was, like, cheesy little easy at first with just, like, that regular analog screen. Like, bitch, my Timex watch is better than this. What the fuck? Bro. To the big screen to where you can control it with your gloves. No, you don't need special gloves. It just works. Yeah. And beautiful. Then they, and then they went bigger screen. Yeah, dude, isn't fun. it, like, an 8-inch screen now? Yeah. Yeah, something insane. It's something stupid. Yeah, but that Power Plus, that's going to be a beast, dude. I'm... I can't wait until Tuesday. Now, next thing I'm going to tell you about, you know, there is now a full live action search show on the strip. What? Live action. It's at, I'm looking right now, I think, what the fuck is that? The Pyramid. Yeah, Luxor. I keep forgetting. Run. It's called Run. Nick Apex has been missing, like, out of, he's been MIA. Off of social media for a while, you know Nick Apex. He, you know, yeah, he used to come yeah, up yeah. to the dealership Stunt and shit writer. for all the strength, uh, to try and stuff. Yeah, Sean yeah. hung out with him and shit, 
And, dude, he came up there to hang out with us during the premiere for scrambling and stuff. Like, yeah, super, yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, when that bitch broke down. Yeah, yeah, when the <laughs> shit broke down and we had to fix it up when it came off the triumph truck. Yeah, what it, the fuck? Still, it still wasn't fixed because of the ECU problem. We didn't have a tool for it. Yeah, because it's like a new, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you, you guys? It's all anyway. in limp mode and shit. <laughs> And he still managed to do some cool shit on it. Oh, I know. He came ripping. Dude, that's because he's cool, cool. But that was the, like, the cool part. We're all hanging out back there in the shop. We're yeah. just kicking it. That That's the part of the lifestyle that you like. That's exactly why you get into it for, right? The lifestyle. But Perform at Run is a search show at Luxor. And, oh, what the fuck is this? Performer was injured during a show? Huh. Ah, whatever. It's a live action thriller. Their first one. They have motorcycles in it. So Nick Apex went off the radar for a while because he was working on this project with him. Local stunner, famous at that, sponsored, I mean, famous stunner. Yeah. So they asked him to help him out because they're using, check this out, they're using electric motorcycles. Dude. Because it's inside. Yeah. Fire, mar- fire code and all that shit. So. Well, there you go. So that's like the picture right there. I wish that's I dope. That. Oh, there we go. See, that's an electric bike jumping over a fucking car. Yeah, see. Because they had to use electric bikes. And, like, Nick was, like, commenting on his Instagram, like, yeah, it was really... Because what was it? It was the first time they were able to go on stage with no other performers and nobody in there. And he was, like, doing circle wheelies on the stage. Oh, that's And it was, sick. like, saying it took him, like, a few days to get used to riding a regular combustion motorbike again. Really? Because he was, like, the differences you have to learn in, like, your, your power band. Yeah. And, like, your... It's, Whereas it's electric, it's instant. You can just sit there and modulate the same shit every single time. Yeah, so it's like a difference in it. I was like, dude, that's fucking interesting as fuck. Because mm-hmm. I was waiting to see. You know, when the, whenever the underground side or stunners or something gets something, it was like, oh, man, it's fucking badass. I need to get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the cool kids. Kind of like how when people see you. Well, know, it's keeping up with the Joneses at that point. Yeah, pretty much. But I would like to go see this show. I know it's going to be fucking packed for a while. Thank goodness I got rid of Chris Angel. Oh, my God. Dude, seriously. That dude, dude that played show, out oh my years God, ago. God, dude. That shit was so fucking horrible. And, you know, they considered that Chris Angel show a cert show. What? That was a cert produced show. So I was like, really? Y'all put y'all's name on Chris Angel? I, I wouldn't have. Like, I, I would have been like, hey, dog, I'll, I'll back you monetarily, but I'm not putting my name on it. He was like, if Jack Sparrow's mama ate lead paint while she was pregnant. Like mind explosion. Like dude, that was the I think that was the best part of going to see uh Penn and Teller. They made fun of him during the show. Nice. <laughs> he was just like, Yeah, I'm like our other guy and they had a cardboard cut out on him on stage. <laughs> but I thought it was really interesting that that's where it jumped to. It was like, Oh yeah, like I was I've been training doing this helping them like build i guess build the bikes develop them and they worked on the choreography from what i could tell from that photo it looks like an electric trials bike it's not even a a standard motorcycle it's like one of those um you know those uh european trials bikes where they do all the crazy obstacle courses and shit yeah but the one that i saw nick on today had some bigger it had a bigger it was a bigger frame on it i thought it was at least of course, they're not going to let us see everything. See, yeah, that's a total trials bike. No, but look, hold on. There's like, there's, it's got the big dip down. There's no seat, nothing like that. Don't, man, don't, don't man. I, I, know, I know what I saw, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you were saying this whole, my balls is hot. Let's see. 
see this. Yeah, see, look, but see, look at this one. See, that's that, a normal that, bike. That doesn't look like a trial bike. No, that's I a think they bike. incorporate the two. Yeah, because you can't do that on a normal bike. No. Like, you can't be hopping from piece to piece like a goddamn mountain goat. You see? That's cool. Yeah, that looks like a fucking, like a Daytona or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, I can't wait. I want to go see that so bad. Yeah, but that's why he was like, yeah, I've been off the radar for a while. You know, that's why I haven't been posting anything at all. And it's not that I wanted you guys to think that I was, like, fucking off. It's like, I'm just not one of these people to just post. He's he's like, I'm not one of these people just going to keep posting, like, old stuff. Like, line up two months worth of old stuff and just keep posting over the two yeah, months. Just like, nah, a, just nah. a, yeah, no, it's all fresh all the time. Yeah, it's all fresh all the time. It's cool. None of that stale shit. Yeah. That's like the only thing really has been happening. You can get gold wing in different colors. I read that in the news. Well, and I, well, I mean, we touched on the topic of the Street Fighter V4, but we didn't touch about that H2Z. Hold on. Let me see if the page is working now. Because the other day I was trying to get Bro. I went to the Kawasaki site to get their, their footage. It's up. Like, oh, I've been looking at it for a couple of days now. I like Howie, dude. I've always been a fan. Well, dude, with this new Hyper Naked, mm. this opens up a whole new genre. Mm. 17 grand. Never bought you so much power. Dude. Super, super. Huh, did you say su su supercharged? Yeah. Yeah. The exact same bike, just without a front fairing and a See. nicer handlebar. It's the everyday hyper high, bike. High performance. You know what? All right, look. The, the biggest ugliness in this whole thing. I would have to say is that damn exhaust and that tail tidy. That those are like the things that really kill me. The front end I can live with. Yeah, the front end's not half bad. It's not the best. It's obviously not the Ducati. Yeah. But hands down, you got that badass green trellis frame. You got the supercharger whine when you give it throttle, it goes kind of thing. And I mean, two hundred horsepower. Uh, what do you, uh, was a uh, Hanzo sword? This is what this is. This is a fucking Hanzo sword, bro. Sit. Check back soon for full product information. Fucking douchebags. I'll, just, I'll at least read the, the highlights. I wanted more spec details. I don't like just the bullet points, but I guess that's what we'll have to roll. Showy suspension, Brembo, brake calipers, monoblock brake calipers. Ooh, excuse me. Quick shifter, Kawasaki quick shifter, which makes it that much quicker. Hey, man, they did win World Superbike the last fucking six years, five years in a row, something like that. They just won the last championship. You know what? Jonathan Ray is cool. Yeah, so uh, was it was that shit the nerds, or most nerds, like, geeking out? I don't know, shit that I've been paying attention to. Obtain uh, quantum computer supremacy and then come talk to me. That's what people <laughs> said. Well, because you heard that, right? Like, Google? That, dude, everybody, Google, IBM, and Microsoft have been working on uh, making a quantum computer. Oh. Okay, quantum computer changes the the binary code of zero to one in modern computers. Yeah, yeah. And it could, a zero can be a one at the same time because that's how quantum computing thinks. It doesn't think just one dimensionally zero one zero one zero one. It's, it's thinking every version possible. Yep, in that one. So what? Google obtained suprem uh, quantum computer supremacy this week, earlier this week, because they gave it a problem. 
that would have taken the even the fastest computer we have now, regular computing, 10,000 years. And it took it 200 seconds. No shit. So those are the levels of, of, of what quantum computing is bringing to the table. You know, you're now looking at, you can find different materials to use. You can develop different drugs. You can develop, make different building materials in a sense. Now, for your everyday computing needs like us, we will never have quantum computers. Like, yeah, the technology will get there, it'll get better, it'll be cheaper, and companies will be able to use it. But that's one of the things they're concerned about because basically a quantum computer is so superior, it could crack any kind of encryption of a fucking standard computer well, that any I, government has. Dude, I'm just saying uh, Terminator's not far off. <laughs> because, yeah, you know what? I, I keep telling motherfuckers Skynet, and they don't want to listen Skynet, to me. Skynet, bro. And I'm telling you because guess who? It's not a fucking, for the first time ever, it wasn't a government entity. It wasn't a university. It was a private corporate Com- fucking company yeah, that private. developed it. Dude. <clears throat> Craziness. But shit, dude, I saw, we saw the BMW that drives itself. So, Well, there's a BMW that drives itself. There's Tesla models with automated programming. There's The motorcycle. Remember that shit? The autonomous no, GS? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they just pressed a little button and the shit was like... Yeah, it rode itself, parked itself, started itself. did a itself. figure eight. Like, man, you yeah. know how many Kicked out are... its own kickstand and everything. Yeah, motherfuckers, I see it. The goddamn BRC course fall during the figure <laughs> eight. <laughs> fucking computer. Goddamn fucking bolts and buckets over there. Did it perfectly. It put the kickstand down just right. But All right. I will say, I am excited about that Z. All right, I'm sorry. I got off subject. No, you got Electronic it. cruise control, integrated riding modes, assisted slipper clutch. All digital TFT smartphone connectivity, rideology, yeah, Bluetooth. And I don't know if you've seen or experienced uh, or had any experience with any of the H2 lineup, but I got to ride when we were at the dealership the H2 SX, the touring model with the bags and the slightly higher handlebars. Really? It's the exact same bike, it's just a little more comfortable and it's got a little more amenities. That's all it does. But the bike itself is sorted. Like there were zero faults. I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything. The throttling was great. The brakes were great. The TFT display was fantastic. The seating position was good. There was no hiccups or anything in the fueling. It was like Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm looking through their super naked lineup. Okay. Dude, they have a Z four hundred. Yeah. Entry level for, naked. For bike. five grand. A Z six fifty for seven grand and a Z nine hundred for eighty three hundred dollars. The nine hundred is what gets me. Only eighty three hundred dollars, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Brian Sierra's bike. He got a Z nine hundred. Yeah, he had one of those before he left. But he had an old Z nine hundred, didn't he? No, it's the same one as that. It's like oh, shit. It's like a hundred and thirty horse. It's like right around a hundred foot pounds. It's it's a quick bike. No shit, huh? I don't fucking look. But fucking pay attention to that new H two with supercharger, you throw a tune on it, and maybe intake and exhaust, and you're pushing three hundred horsepower like the H two R. On a naked bike on the street, that's yeah. terrifying. Dude. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been I fell off on Cali for a while. One of my one of my homies that I ran with back in Florida, he was a marine, dude named Chris. I'll just leave it there for now. Wow, crazy motherfucker. This dude rode a ZX-10. Bad out of hell everywhere. Well, dude, that's the best deal of the century if you're looking at a leader bike. ZX-10R comes with a balance-free front fork, Brembo brakes, quick shifter, everything you could possibly think that you would need. And it's 
16 grand. Oh, shit. What's that fucking... Matter of fact, I'm going to find that uh, one with the... Whatchamacallit? The uh, electric UTV. I can Google that shit. They're listening anyways. What's up? What's up, Google? I mean, Skynet. <laughs> Don't anger the Skynet. Yo, I mean, that's why I'm, I keep peace with my friend. I just acknowledge their error. I'm like, all right, man. Yeah, well, you, you know, you know my Pornhub shit. That's cool. That's all you need <laughs> to put out there in the world. You do anything else will fuck you up. <laughs> well, you know that uh, there was that. Uh, There's something on the news the other day. I couldn't remember what it was, but it was uh, something along the lines of um, Google and Facebook working together to track certain demographics. Uh, Web traffic to, yeah. fig- to figure out what what to advertise to them, who goes where, what's being looked at, all this other stuff, and provide it to private companies. That way, they could market better. Absolutely, so, dude. Data data is like the oil. Dude, you know, da- data is worth more than oil now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because they can target directly to you. Facebook's been doing it for a long well, time. Well, and the other thing is with. Um, uh, they can secretly do face recognition too. So police departments can secretly look for people every time a face recognition is used. Which is just insane. The Nicola, that's what it is. Sorry, I had to look that up. Thanks for talking my way through that, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> it sounds it sounds better than when like it was funny because <laughs> No, we were making fun of that because we were like there was some shit on the TV earlier, and it was obvious. Oh, yeah, it was on the news, on the local news. And they were, like, stretching this thing out. Like, they were trying to be cordial. Like, yeah, the Golden Knights. And, like, do you like baseball? Not really. And then, But if I did like baseball, I'm like, yo, something's going on right now. The producer's telling them to stretch that shit. Like, <laughs> <yo."> <laughs> we ran out of material, guys. My bad. But was it Brian? That shit reminded me of, like, Brian. Because... There was we had this dude in the shop. I'll call him JP for right now, or uh, Karate Joe. Karate Joe. <laughs> Karate Joe. <laughs> this motherfucker. He was allegedly a fucking like master tech, whatever. And these guys used to Tony and fucking Brian used to fuck with him all the time. And like, Velociraptors, bro. Yeah, fucking Brian took a glove and blew it up, like and put it on the bike. Oh, and was, I like, remember sitting this there one. like milking it like udders. He's like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like. Oh, Harley must pay cows now because you're over there milking that shit, bro. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I was like, and as a boss, I gotta be unbiased. Like, but dude, secretly I ran in my office. So I was like, oh, he wasn't ready because <laughs> he got super butter, bro. <laughs> I can see the dip start coming, like start spit out his mouth a little bit, like because he was so fucking bad. Oh, reserve yours now. Zero dollars reserve. Hell yeah, I'll take one, bro. I'll take one of these Nicholas. I wonder where they got that name. <laughs> it's got Fox Racing suspension. Center in, 13 inch center infotainment display. What's it thinks it's trying to be? A Tesla? Four independent electric motors, bro. Oh, I like the sound of that. That's why they're saying it's the most powerful waterproof, instant torque, direct drive, low center of gravity. And it looks like a razor. Bro. And it's got full windows and full bro. doors. You can get full windows and doors. What the fuck? That that's gnarly. That looks like something Jean Luc Picard would come out of, and like fucking Star <laughs> Trek, dude. Right? I swear to God, dude, it does. He'd come out and be like, the Nicola. That looks dope. Huh? 
charging. 15 hours to charge, 240 DC, or, or you can get a DC faster charging. You know. It only two takes hours. two hours to charge. That's not bad. That's not bad. What's the runtime? Uh, it doesn't say, oh, let's get to that. Up to f- 150 miles range. And Bro, of course, that's good. And, of course, that's varying on how hard you're going on. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. anything. But, oh, dude, up to 590 horsepower out the box, up to 775 foot-pounds of torque, and acceleration in a side-by-side. Zero to sixty in four seconds flat. Wow! And you still have a foot of ground a ground clearance. That's insane. Yeah. And you said thirteen inches of suspension travel. Twelve inches, a full foot. It's a flat foot. Dude, that's of ground, of ground clearance. That's insane. Yeah. So what on, you're saying is you don't need a pickup truck. You get a side by side on demand, <laughs> four by four or two by four, motor regenerative braking. Uh, high-grade web, uh, high-grade steel webbing, analog braking. And of course, it's. I already told you, it's got Fox suspension on it. Dude, that's you insane. Know, Eighteen inches of travel with three point oh Fox podium internal bypass shocks. Dear Lord. So you got eighteen inches of travel, and then of course they got the naked version. Well, yeah, that's the most fun. You wear a helmet and some goggles and throw some mud. Man, you check this shit out. Includes all open, including all open models. So, but the hard top enclosure comes with power windows and climate control HVAC. Bro, that's the next level. Yeah. Full underground skid plate. 400 pounds. Dude, that's light. 400 pounds? That's, that's a motorcycle. That's what I was saying. Integrated front and return signals. Blah, 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 blah. 400 pounds. 26 gallons. 3,000 pounds of towing capacity. What? Hold on, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. How many pounds? Three, it says 3,000 pounds of That's towing capacity. It? it makes 775 foot pounds. How the fuck? I don't know. That's what it says. 3,000 uh, 3, uh, 3, towing pounds. It, it, it must just be geared super high or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Starting that... from $80,000. 80? Production 2021. I mean, it is a beast, but... Well, I mean, it costs Bro. the same as a kitted out razor. Dude, you get a kitted... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 60 Dude, to 80K. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But you, what are you going to do to this? You don't have to do anything. No, you don't got to repair it, do oil changes, nothing. Yeah, no... Make sure the diff fluid's clean, but that's about it. I... If you even have to do that. But I don't... No, man, because it's four independent motors. Oh, so there is no diff. It's just slipper clutch on each wheel. Yeah. That's why it can't tow much. Because on the Teslas, they have a standard um, kind of gearbox and differential setup. So they're they're able to accelerate a little quicker. Single gear reduction in each wheel. Yeah, see, that's why. Yep. So on-demand 4x4 or 2x4 on-demand. Yeah, so that's like an RC car. That, that's a that's a $80,000 RC car that makes 800 foot-pounds. I would not be surprised if the military is already using certain shit like this, dude. Yeah, it's dead it's quiet. Dead quiet. In and out. In and out. Yeah, S- quick sh- as shit, too. Shh. Sh- 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 Let's see. We got we to snipe something. One sh- sec. Sh- let, let me Google and see what car. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shh. 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 to the desert, dude. That's how they got back daddy. Shh. Bah. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, bro. 
instant torque. All right, I'm Googling what cars do zero to 60. Four seconds flat. <laughs> is that what you're looking up? <laughs> yeah. Reserve yours now. I wish. Four second cars. All right, let's figure out who we're competing with. All right. 1997 Acura NSX. Zero to 60 in 4.7. It's faster than a 97, a 98, a 99, a 2001, 2002 NSX. Uh, it's faster than a 2018 Acura RLX Sport Hybrid with super handling all-wheel drive, 0 to 64.9. Let's see. What about some newer stuff? Faster than Alfa Romeo 4C. Uh, that's a 2015 Alfa Romeo 4C Launch Edition Track Pack in 4.1 seconds. It's faster than that. Let's see. Okay. It is faster than a 2017 Aston Martin Vantage GT8. 0 to 64.3. God damn. All right, here we go. Now we're getting into some, some all-wheel drive stuff. 2018 Audi S5. That's a twin turbo V6. Mm -hmm. 4.3 seconds. Mm -hmm. All right, now we're in the Bentleys. It goes by make, dude. I, I can look up whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. no, no, of course, of course. I'm, I'm just listening. I'm intrigued because also I'm looking up the Razors. Shit. All right, well, let's go to a brand that everybody knows, BMW. The kings of performance. The Germans. The Germans. They love to conquer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dear Lord, it's faster than just about everything. All right. Dude. All right, so... The king of pretty much every douchebag on planet Earth that wants to own an, M an M3. 2017 M3 Competition Edition Sedan. 0-60 to 60 in 4 seconds. It's as fast as a Competition M3. God damn. And then a 2018 BMW 640i Gran Turismo M Sport. 4.7 seconds. That's a $150,000 car. Dude. That's fucking nuts. It's a fucking side-by-side. -side. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is ridiculous. Like, it's beating out XLRVs, STSVs, CTSVs. It's beating out CTSV Sports. It's beating out Camaro SC572s. I mean, you name it. That thing is destroying pretty much every sports car on the market. Well, go to the Razor site, the Pro XP4, only 14 and a half ground, oh, ground clearance and high clearance suspension. What the fuck? So what's your fucking... That's weird. Oh, I didn't understand it right. Over, all right, so ground clearance is 14 and a half. Two inches so, more. Yeah, two inches more. They don't give suspension travel, though. Hmm... Hmm. I, I would I would think it'd be pretty good. They got yeah, those probably. big Fox shocks on there. It'd probably yeah. be close to the same. Suspension. Walker Evans needle, sixteen position adjustable clickers. Front shocks, front suspension. 
does not say. It does not come with uh, Fox suspension, sir. Yeah, 20 inches of travel, though, so that's pretty cool. But it does not give any specs on 0 to 60. It doesn't even give a 0 to 60. No, it wouldn't. Oh, shit. And with a starting price of a base model being 25 grand. Like 181 you, horsepower. Once you get into the turbo models, the upgraded suspension, wheels, tires, lights, all that, you're, you know, $70,000. I knew somebody spent $50,000 on one one time brand new. Fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. One, it's a side by side. I'm sorry, but I got I got by a BMW. <laughs> dude, my car isn't even that much. Holy shit, that's crazy. Wide wide open. That's what the military military's using those. Those things are but military versions are fucking badass. Oh yeah. Yeah, except for that military grade shit. It's a military grade, like uh, y'all motherfuckers must not have been around flight line much. You mean, <laughs> or, you mean that driven, shit's gonna fall apart? Or yeah. driven anything that was <laughs> devoted to the Department of Defense? Well, it's like when um, who was it? Uh, Six Hour made that M seventeen fucking P three twenty or whatever. Mm -hmm. They called it the military grade. The military hates it. They all buy the standard three twenty and mod that out because <laughs> the military grade one keeps falling apart. Bro, this is like when Ford's like, oh military grade aluminum like. Are you talking about that shit we used to throw in the ocean after we were done with it? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, man, the motherfuckers, they litter like a motherfucker. Yeah, I, I just use fuck a lot. Anyways, let me. it, it happens when you get out of boot camp. You just instantly right off yeah, the Yeah, you just like, instantly turn into dolomite or some shit. Dolomite, motherfucker. Instantly turn into dolomite. Let me tell you what. <laughs> but that was, that was one of the things right there. Fuck, dude. Military grade aluminum. It's like, dude, we used to. So, what we used to do is on the ship, you separate all your trash biodegradable, plastics, and metals. You get three paper bags. When they call for, oh, you know, trash overboard, trash overboard, you take your biodegradable stuff. Yo, it's a little fucking like ramp door. <laughs> you just throw that bitch right over. Whoop. So it, it's like a little fucking ramp chute, so it goes away from the ship. That's funny. The plastics, they have these things that they melt the plastic down into these big cylinder tubes. It's like, dude, it's like that fucking round. Yeah. And like, they end up like melting them down to like this much to where it's like plastic consolidation out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they throw the bitches over to shoot overboard. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then just the, enough to where it wouldn't harm a turtle, you know? Yeah. You know, and then the metal, they would just, uh, what is it? They ground, I think it was like they shredded the metal. And they threw that shit overboard too. <laughs> Everything got thrown overboard, bro. We got to a point. I was like, I was because we used to always have to replace the handheld fire bottles. Yeah, yeah. Because they break them all the fucking time, you know. So it was like whatever. And dude, there's like no fix for it. Once that shit's broken, it's broke. Dude, fucking, I was night crew. You come down off the catwalk, off the flight deck. Like, make sure there was no fucking shore patrol on the catwalk. Cause it'd be out there trekking for people having sags or making out or something with yeah, MGs. Yeah, yeah. Just throw that shit right over it and fucking walk right in, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> one time I had to repair some troop seats, and when we when we're taking the old ones out, like the seats that they pull down on the helicopter, because they're like nylon and aluminum, they break yeah. all the time. You're talking about guys getting on with like a hundred pounds of gear, yeah, and they're sitting on that's it. A, they, that's a three hundred pound man. Yeah, dude, they just break them. So we just cut them out and then put the new ones in and blah blah blah. Yeah. Right? Well. The old ones, there's nothing to do. You can't repair them. You just throw them overboard. Or you just always throw them away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to wait 
three days. I'm going to have four days in the shop. There's no fucking room for anybody anyways. And it's like, yo, just, just threw that bitch overboard. <laughs> and one night, we were coming down, and we threw him over. And as soon as I turned around, Shore Patrol was right there. Or the fucking the Master at Arms was right there. The Navy was security. He was like, I was like, what's up, dog? What's up? It just walked off, dude. I was just like, boop. He didn't say shit to us. He was because he was more. He was looking for people like drinking or having sex and shit. I thought it was funny. Random worthless story. All right, I guess we'll cut it off there for tonight. We'll just we'll just cut this. Thanks for listening, guys. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a good one. Hey guys, Tito back. I hope you enjoy that segment with me and Dagan. Uh, Dagan, my homie, my brother, thanks for tolerating my bullshit. Because whatever we get around now, and I'm pretty sure these guys will get annoyed with me sometimes. I'll be sitting there, I'm like, oh man, we're talking about something cool. Hold on, let me whip out the mics and let's get this on the podcast. So, bro, I really appreciate you supporting my bad uh, content crackhead habit. Cause it's like, I'll be like, crack it. Like, hold up, man. We talking about motorcycles and content. Let's get this shit recorded like right now. So bro, I appreciate it. I love talking to him cause he's so easy to talk about motorcycles with. It's always fun. Whenever you talk to anybody that has a deep passion about the industry, that's why we're friends. That's why we're partners. So love you to death, brother. Appreciate it so, so much. You keep us entertained with, uh, having something to counter my, my stupidity with. So now Going into this segment, tips of the week, we're going to have some consumer tips, some tech tips, though they're probably both in the same, but let's start. So Revzilla saw they posted up, they had a little, little, uh, on one of their, their main page, a little scroller, wanted a little passing advertisement as far as winterization items. Okay. Um, I talked about this in the episode winter is coming to prepare for it. I hope some of you guys heeded my warnings because now I'm looking at stuff like I logged on, saw their battery tenders. They're going for like 35 bucks, 30 bucks. Okay. Um, when just two months ago, they were like 15, $20 to get one, 25 bucks at most. Now you're going to see the prices go up because now guess what? The winter shit is in demand. So these guys want to try to make their money off of it because it's in demand, supply and demand people, capitalistic uh, society we live in. So that's just how it's going to go. But guess what? You got your boy Tito here and Motorcycle Dad Podcast to help get you some money saving fucking tips. But like I said, guys, you have to do the work. All right. So to start it off, you're talking about battery maintainer chargers. Okay. Black and Decker, the BM3B. So it's going to be Bravo Mike 3 Bravo model charger maintainer is going for $9.99 on Amazon. I personally bought this one over a year ago to test it out, see how it worked because tis tis, I didn't heed my own warning and I didn't put my bagger on a battery charger and then I had to spend a hundred and something bucks on a battery. So $10 is very cheap compared to $100. Uh, I used my Alabama calculator to figure that one out for you guys. So a um, lot of research went into this and <laughs> no money saving tip, but look, it's got a six volt switch, a 12 volt switch. So if you have those smaller six volt batteries, it's got you. You got your normal 12 volt batteries. It's got you super simple, great reviews. Go take a look at it. Eligible for prime membership, shipping and all that shit. And why pay 30 bucks when you can pay 10 bucks for something that's going to do just a good enough job. So 
Um, I really like it. It came with all the attachments, like all the other tenders come, and it's 10 bucks. So the Black & Decker BM3B, all you gotta do is type in Black & Decker battery charger maintainer, it'll pop up. Okay, you'll see it. Um, it was pretty cool, love it, great buy. Now, we talked about if you're not gonna be consistently moving your motorcycle, you need to, as much as possible, try to bring that thing off the weight of the motorcycle, off your tires, because your tires can develop flat spots. They can, not always, but they can, all right? Now, I wouldn't worry about it too much if you know for a fact you're gonna be moving your bike around you know, once a week, every other week, at least once a month in the garage, keep you from getting flat spots, but it's best to bring that bike off there, take the weight off of the wheels or off the tires as much as possible, okay? So, for you sport bike guys, you can go on eBay, all right? Now, let me touch on this first. I'm a huge fan of Pitbull stands. To me, Pitbull stands are some of the best ones, if not the best stands on the market, okay? But in all honesty, I ain't got Pitbull stand motherfucking money. So that being said, because look, a Pitbull stand, just one stand, I've seen them anywhere between $115 to $170, depending on single side of swing arms, such and forth. Look, you're going to get what you pay for, guys. The Pitbull, I'm not even going to knock it. It has great quality. When you're looking at a service department professional shop, I'm using Pitbull stands because I would refuse to buy cheaper stands that with the amount of use that my guys are going to use them with, which is every day, at least multiple times a day, the cheaper ones aren't going to hold up to that nearly as well. So if you're that kind of guy, you're using them that much. Yes. Spend the money on the Pitbull stands. Now, if you're like me in my home garage, in my home garage, I picked up some eBay stands for like 65 bucks for the set front and rear. Okay. And it came with the swing arm paddles. So not the you don't have to use spools. You don't have to use spools or have spools for this. It comes with the paddles and the actual spool hookups for your rear swing arm portion of the stand. Okay. 65 bucks on eBay. Um, another one I'm going to recommend is going to be black widow. So if you go on eBay and you type in black widow motorcycle stands, they have some really high, they're like the higher end of the, the economical ones. It's like $124 for front and rear. And these are the ones with the fancy rollerblade wheels. They're like the flat powder coated. They're really nice. They offer both like the $60 ones and these $124 ones. I'm actually looking at maybe doing those when I donate these, because that's what I usually do. I'll either sell the stands or donate them to one of my friends that needs it. I'll probably gonna be getting these ones next to try them out. But keep that in mind, guys. You don't have to spend the $300 that you're thinking, you know, perception is reality. I'm going to spend $300. You can spend 60 bucks, have the same effect. I mean, unless you're really going to be up and at them, really like hauling ass, like I said, using them in a service department atmosphere, you're going to get your money's worth out of them. Trust me, you'll, you won't break them. All right. Unless you really, really, really fuck them up and you're really trying to, then guess what? Yeah, you can. If you're trying. Yeah. All right. So going on to another tip. Um, I picked this one up recently. You can get a hundred count shop rags. Guys, if you have a Costco or a Sam's Club near you, check those plays out for your shop rags. I won't say microfibers because you guys know my theory on microfibers. I don't pay for them. I get them from Santa from uh, Harbor Freight for free with the coupon. So I get enough of those to where I don't need to buy a big ass pack. But I do go through shop rags quite a bit, especially because I work on the side of my uh, my house. You know, I do my friend's bikes. So I use uh, shop rags quite a bit and I just picked up a hundred count for 14 bucks. 
That is cheaper than the Harbor Freight too, because Harbor Freight, I think you're only getting the 20 pack for like five bucks, something like that. So you're, you're almost you're almost there to getting double for you know 15 bucks. It's not bad. Definitely take advantage of that. Now, my biggest tool that I want to talk to you guys about, okay, for the budget tool tip from Tito. Let's say that five times. Budget tool tip from Tito. Budget tool tip from Tito. I'm only going to do it twice. Fuck that. <laughs> so it's going to be the Harbor Freight, the Bauer Cordless Screwdriver Kit. Okay, it's a four volt, quarter inch, lithium ion, rechargeable. What we usually call in the industry, in a shop, we'll call them zip guns. Okay, <clears throat> because when you're taking fairings, when you're taking windscreens and stuff like that off, it's a lot easier you hear it's a lot easier to use a zip gun. Now, I'm not talking about retorquing things, but when you're taking like fairing panels off, this is a very low end torque item. So stripping shit out is, it's gonna be, you gotta be something special. Just put it that way. You gotta be someone special to strip something out using this thing. But on the counter of that, we were actually using this to take off the exhaust tip on Dagan's uh, Beamer, his uh, R9T Urban. And I was like, man, this thing ain't going to take it off. It's probably going to fucking break. You know, I fucking just laid into it and it popped right. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Are you serious? This thing took that off. It's pretty cool. It's a two in one. So it can go out elongate it, or you can switch it over to where it's like more your traditional, you know, gun style, uh, zip gun. Um, it only comes with a flathead and a Phillips. But what I did was Harbor Freight has a 33 piece security bit set because I didn't want so many bits that it's like, oh, what do I use? I just needed something simple, which is normally $6.79, but I had a coupon at the time, so I paid only like three bucks for the set or some shit like that. So I got the zip gun, or what I call the, or the your, uh, your screwdriver kit cordless battery-operated gun for $19.99, okay? Now guys, pay attention to your Harbor Freight coupons because I've seen them in there for like $15.99. So pretty much for under 20 bucks, you're gonna get a 33-piece security bit, 33-piece uh, security bit set, and this little zip gun. Now, these things have gotten pop more popular, more popular. I used to see my guys in the shop with them, and one of the things that always killed me was I could not justify buying the shit because I was a, I was a service manager, and then I was a director. I wasn't gonna be in the shop enough or be in my home garage enough to to even use it enough to justify it spending that money or like my cordless impact and ended up giving to a buddy of mine it the batteries went dead because i wasn't using them and that's why i switched over my personal self to a lot of air tools so this was a big or not a big test but this was a little test for me to see how much use i'm going to get with this thing i've gotten tons of home use with this thing so far it's got a flashlight on the end of it and also up near the driver bit set it also has another led light to illuminate what you're drilling on and whatnot but I use this thing. Matter of fact, this was the thing that Carol was holding when she was holding the flashlight for me when I was checking the tire pressures on my buddy's Roadmaster the other night. I don't know if anybody saw my Instagram page or the Facebook page, but posted that picture. That was pretty cool. First time kid being in the garage or well, helping me like that in the garage. She's helping help. She's handed me tools before, but never like held the flashlight right there with me. So that was pretty cool. But either way, this thing for 20 bucks, and I think the extended warranty, the two-year warranty on this thing is like five bucks or 10 bucks. So if you break it within the two years, this is what happens with Harbor Freight. And this is why I like Harbor Freight over some of the other ones, okay? This thing breaks, 
I walk right into Harbor Freight. They look it up under my name that I have the warranty. I go get a new one and walk right out the door in the package. No questions asked. Just, oh, okay, yeah, you got the warranty, go. Now, also at checkout, they'll ask, hey, do you want to get the other extended warranty on it? Always ask, be like, hey, can I get the extended warranty on this item as well? Because what happens is it resets. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And then guess what? If that thing breaks again within the next two years, or like one of the ladies in the, you know, one time at a Harbor Freight I was in, in another state, not my state, so Harbor Freight Corporate, don't be getting mad at these workers here. She was like, honey, go ahead at the two-year mark, break that thing, bring it in, and you get another one. And I was like, oh, shit. So she was like, when right when your two years is about to expire, break it and then bring it in and get a new one. But this thing just came out. I'm a huge fan of it. I think for you guys like myself that couldn't afford the $180 snap-on zip gun or the 100 or whatever, I think they're like $200 or $300 zip guns, or you guys just starting off in the shop as techs, this is a good buy. You know, for less than 30 bucks without getting in the debt with the strap-on man or snap-on man, or the push a man as one of my techs used to say, oh, the push a man's here. <laughs> without getting in debt, you can go get one of these things with a paycheck and it's going to carry its weight. I've had this thing now for about, I want to say like two, three months, probably, I think a little bit longer than that. Guys, I've been using this thing pretty decently, maybe like once a week. I just charged this thing and it wasn't even dead. I was just like, it was running a little bit low on juice. So I was like, all right, you know, now it's time for me to charge it. So the Bauer cordless screwdriver kit, don't sleep on this one, guys, especially you chat, you text trying to save that money in a shop, keep more of your paycheck. Well, instead of giving your paycheck to the fucking snap on Mac, Cole, Mac, all those guys, some of that stuff you're going to have to get guys, but at least you can save yourself a little bit of money on some of this. Stuff. So that is my money saving tips of the week. Okay. Um, I want to appreciate everybody listening. I want to give a special shout out to the Moto Experience podcast. He messaged me on Instagram. I, I'm super humbled. I'm super appreciative, man. He, I think he was like, uh, no, I don't think he was in the top 20 motorcycle podcast, best motorcycle podcast out there. So go take a listen to him this weekend when I was dicking around in the garage, working on some people's bikes, I had his podcast on super intriguing, great information. And that's what I love about this community because you get out there and listen, guys, not everybody's going to be the same. And that's exactly the fucking point. He's going to have different perspectives. I'm going to have different perspectives from our experiences, but you put all that knowledge together. If it helps another rider out, at least just one rider, it's to me, it's 110% worth it. 130, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Same thing with uh, my buddy Nacho, my brother Nacho over there, two wheel connection. Uh, I just listened to his other episode, really great content. Uh, Guys, when you're getting into podcasting and you're putting yourself out there, sometimes we'll get a little jittery, like, uh, 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 you hear it sometimes with me too. It's going to get easier the more we go along. So hang in there with us for this ride. It was crazy to see his flow from his first episode to his second episode. Uh, great, great flow. I'm really seeing the change in him. That's pretty, really, really cool. I was always one of those people. It's kind of like the Marine Corps. I love watching people grow and get better, even if that means they're going to surpass me. Great. More power to you. And uh, one of the things in his one of his episodes, he was talking about getting youth involved. And I think that's a great topic about getting youth involved in our sport. Um, he covered that pretty good. Not only that, he had his son on for the interview. And I thought that was really, really, really cool. 
Um, I think it's a big thing for something that you love. You got to share it. Now, you can't cram it down people's throats, but you got to share it. And if they want to do it, then they're going to do it. And I think motorcycles are just one of those things where once people get a, a taste of it and get out there and try it just once and try different kinds of riding, like I said, motorcycle crackhead, you just get addicted. It's part of the life. You hear people talk about bike life. Guys, the bike life can range from cruising to whatever kind of riding. I'm interested about the community period because I think all of us at one point in time can sit back and say, I am a part of this. All of us can at one point in time. So, you know, the Moto Experience podcast, go give those, go give him a listen over there. Great guy. Two wheel connection. Make sure you go get a listen to him as well. Nacho, thanks, brother, for listening and your support. I'm going to continue to support you. And that's why I love podcasting. And I've been really getting into it because it gives us a lot of power. There's not a lot of power that we can have nowadays to make an impact. Podcasting is one of those things where I think it gives us a lot of freedom. So I'm going to keep doing it as long as you guys want to listen to me talk shit. Uh, another person I want to give a shout out real quick to is Eddie L. Bro, I saw you on Instagram. You were listening to me on your way into work in the Denver snow. Bro, mad appreciation and love goes out to you, dog, because I know you've been running from the Denver winners and one finally got you. And also my homeboy, Tim, that was driving cross country like a madman Forrest Gump. I hope you made it in safe, brother. And thank you. I got to have Tim on the podcast. You're talking about a great guy, crazy ass fucking Aussie with tons of experience in the industry. And everybody's got a fucking story. Everybody's got a motorcycle story. That's for sure. So look, much love and respect goes out to everybody. Please, if you got some feedback, I beg of you, please, please, please come come at me, bro. Whatever the fuck you want to say. Hit me up on my Instagram. Hit me up on my Facebook. Moto Dad Tito. Either one of those, or you can shoot me a text if you got my number. If you don't, then you're probably not going to fucking get it. So unless we're really cool. Really cool? Yeah, you get my number if you message me. No creepers. So look, guys, like I said, much love and respect. Tons of positive energy. Let's finish the week strong. Enjoy your Taco Tuesday. If you're listening to this by Taco Tuesday, if not, happy Wednesday. Get the week done. Crush it. I got some special shit coming out for you guys. So like I said, much love and respect. I see you when I see you. Peace.